Hello and welcome back to Reading Isn't For Kids, a book club podcast where two grown adults read children's books and sometimes comics. My name is Austin. And my name is Anna. And today we are reading The Boys. Yes, which is a comic book. It is a very violent comic book. Yeah, so um, this... uh, this is the uh, content warning right now. Um, uh, there are scenes where we will be talking about um, sexual assault and a little bit of racism, and there's cool. quite a bit of violence in it. So if you're uncomfortable hearing about these kinds of things, I would advise you to skip this episode and check out our episode next week instead. Uh, we will be comparing it to the show uh, as well as talking about the book so be prepared for that um there's also quite a bit of of gore yeah. to that w- that we might describe um we will be highly censoring this um anyway um we just wanted to add a content warning because i know some people don't like to um hear about it um regardless of it being censored um uh we will not describe nearly the amount of uh things that are in this uh comic the uh, as they are the book starts out william butcher he is an englishman um and he is the leader of the boys who is which is uh like a a team that is in charge of keeping superheroes in check yes uh the scene goes on uh just kind of showing him walking around and stuff and then it comes to uh, Huey. Yes. Which is the like self-insert character of the yeah. series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say so. Uh, he is he is in like a park with his girlfriend Robin, and they are just walking and talking, and she like confesses his her love for him. Yeah, uh, they both are like, oh, like we we decided we're at that point in our relationship or. We're going to start saying that we love each other, um, which is always nice. And that is when A-Train throws a supervillain into his girlfriend and smashing her against a wall. Yeah, the impact hits her so hard that her arms do come off the rest of her body. And and Huey is left just holding her her arms. Mm -hmm. Uh, Similar to the show where A-Train runs straight through... Yeah, he runs into her so hard that... Um, that she vaporizes. Yeah, which I think is... Uh, the amount of stuff that they censor for the show, that I feel like was a little bit more graphic in the show than in the than in the comic, which, which is kind of strange. I think they did it for the shock value for the TV show. Yeah, well, because that was... Uh, I think that was a clip they used for their uh, advertisements also. Yeah, uh, so anyway, it kills her instantly. And A-Train is just, like, talking to the cops. Like, he he doesn't give a shit that, that he did that. Yeah, absolutely not. In uh, like, the show, he kind of, like, does, like, a little double take. He's like, oh, sorry, like, I gotta go. Like, I can't stop. Yeah, they actually make him less of a douche in the show. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> like, Oh, and then, uh, also what's different from the show is that this is, this 
is currently taking place in Scotland instead of um, in America. Yeah, because uh, what is the actor's name that the, the like that Huey is based on? God, it's the guy who it's plays Simon Pegg. Yes, that uh, he plays uh, Sean, Sean of the Dead. Yeah, he's like the likeness of of the main character Huey, and uh, so like he's he's Scottish, so it's based in Scotland. Uh, the first little bit where where Robin dies. Um. Then after that, we cut back to Butcher, and he is talking to uh this woman who appears to be a part of the FBI named Director Rayner. Mm-hmm. And they have a very interesting relationship. Yeah, they're they in the comics they have a sexual relationship, um, but in the show it's not even suggested that they might even have the slightest inkling of any sort of. Yeah, they're almost like friends in the show. Yeah. Um, but he like has sex with her, and she gets gives him stuff. Yeah, information and yeah, privilege like government privileges and oh it cuts back to huey and he's talking with the um the vaught lawyers and vaught is and vaught is the company that's um, in charge of like the main superheroes and part of the league that a train was in um so it's very the way that the dialogue is written it's only in and out clips of basically uh, he's kind of disassociating at this time because obviously his his girlfriend is uh, just died and it's very tragic. Um, so he keeps listening in and out, and it's just these little dialogue clips of them saying, "Oh, what a tragedy! We feel so bad for you." Anyway, we don't want this getting out. Um, you know, we have lawyers here. Um, we are offering you money compensation and. Here's some contracts, say, like a non-disclosure act. You know, we give you money, you don't talk about it. Uh, Here's your paperwork. We're going to go now. Again, sorry for your loss, but things happen, so bye. And uh, the the artist, Derek Robertson, he, like, draws these lawyers like they're, like, supervillains. Like, they have, like, smiling ear-to-ear faces and, like... They're all they're like wearing like the sleek black suits and they're like very, um, like it's, it's just uncomfortable is how how I how I looked when you when I looked at them, mm-hmm. like, like white collar criminals. Yes. Um. And I think he he like it like it kind of implies that he sided it. Um. And then it cuts away from that and it cuts to butcher and he's talking to hit this guy named, he calls him monkey. Yeah. I think it's like a nickname. It's definitely a derogatory nickname. Yeah. Um, it's just like, this, which like, all the characters call him that. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's, he's just like, I don't know exactly what his position is, but it has something to do with Vought, I think. And like he is able to get, like information. information on soups on soups mm-hmm. uh because butcher wants to take as many soups down yeah because butcher wants to um take down as many superheroes as possible um from the inside he, he that's just his main goal is to try and take down all these superheroes uh and then like book book one ends with butcher 
and his dog Terror sitting next to Huey on a park bench in Scotland. Yeah. So basically the first couple chapters, like a couple like issues of this comic is Butcher getting the boys back together. Um so like his meeting with Rainer was about getting funding funding and everything and he needs a replacement for someone. Um and that's I think that's where Huey comes in. Because he wants people who have dealt with superheroes negatively to be, like, on the team. Yeah, which is... Because Huey does ask him, he's like, well, you have all these people. Why do you need me? And he's like, well, I need someone else on the team who understands what what it feels like to lose someone they love to a superhero. And, like... And Butcher also explains, like, it would also just be good to get revenge, wouldn't it? Like... Just to just to get a little piece, mm-hmm. just to make those fuckers pay. Um, is this the conversation where he tells him that he like heard A Train like laughing about it? Yes, uh, he. That's when he reveals that um, Vought Tower is bugged. Yes. Um, which in the show, I think uh, Huey. It's later on in the show they infiltrate yeah. Vought for yeah, Huey, Huey to has bug to them. Do it. Um, and then it cuts to a different character where we we meet another we meet another boy, and his and his name is the Frenchman, mm-hmm. and it comes to the Frenchman just sitting in a coffee shop, and Butcher actually says he's like oh he's probably in a coffee shop somewhere like talking to himself. talking poetry to himself, and it cuts to the Frenchman and that's literally what he's doing. Uh, he's wearing goggles and like a trench coat and just sitting drinking. Like a cappuccino. Cappuccino. <laughs> yeah. And just reciting poetry to himself in French, I'm pretty sure. Like, I couldn't even understand what he was saying. Something about love. It was definitely like a love poem. <laughs> and then some, like, like business suit looking guys start telling him to shut the fuck up. Like, call him a freak and stuff. And then he just, like, kicks the shit out of him. Like, wholeheartedly, just, like, in, like, ten seconds, just beats the fuck out of these three dudes. And it's spectacular. <laughs> uh, and that's when Butcher, like, walks in. Yep. He's like, hey. <laughs> Let's go. And, like, that's... Frenchman doesn't need any really thing else to be convinced. Yeah. Um, and then the Frenchman works with the female. Yes. Correct? The female... Um, she's another one of the boys. Yeah. Uh, in the show, they give her a name, but in the books, they just always call her the female. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like this, like teeny tiny Asian lady who like she is. She seems to have like superpowers. Mm-hmm. Um, where she can like rip. She like rips people's faces off. She like does like mob hits. Yeah. Which uh, when they introduce her, uh, she's like knocking on a door. And at like a some mob house, and they're like, "Oh, this lady looks like she's about to cry," and they're like, "Fuck off!" And then she just like grabs them and just yeah. tears them apart. That scene ends with Butcher watching, just saying, "Lovely." <laughs> and in the show, that character, I think she's not introduced until a few episodes in, and they kind of find her and add her to the group. Um, yeah. Which it it happens very differently. Like she isn't like original an original member of the group. 
Yeah, well, like... Yeah, they do that in the show, and then, like, they give her a bigger of a backstory, which I think they could dive into it in the comics, but, like, the show's much better at it. Um, in the show, that's also... That scene when they recruit her is when we get the Spice Girls... Yes. ...speech, which is, like, one of my favorite speeches of all time. <laughs> when Butcher starts talking about the fucking Spice Girls and how they're, like... They're nothing without each other, but together they're amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we cut back to Butcher and Huey. It like keeps jumping back and forth between like scenes. Um, Garth Ennis does that a lot. He's one of my favorite comic book writers. Uh, first off, the thing about Garth Ennis, you've never read anything about Garth Ennis. Um, he hates racists, pedophiles, and the church. <laughs> He really hates church. <laughs> yeah, it's all very, that's all pretty clear in just yeah. in the content that he writes. Um, I don't, I've never like read anything official from him, but like, like if you read like Preacher, like, you know, that's all about a character hunting God and like, it's pretty like, it's pretty anti-religion, honestly, at a lot of points. Um, and that, which is, which is a little ironic because, because the main character is, a preacher. That's why it's called preacher. Yeah. Uh, but this, uh, it doesn't get into church stuff until later. Yeah, a little later. And if you thought the show was dark, <laughs> oof. Um. Anyway, so after we meet the female, um, uh, butcher like Huey just kind of goes back and forth on like if he's joining or not. Like he's honestly kind of a little bitch about it. <laughs> I mean, but, like, this is, that's a lot to be thrown at you at oh, once. yes, I know, but, like, his whole character is he's a little bitch. That's also he, true. He's, like, the yang to, he's, like, the yin to Butcher's yang. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Butcher is, like, a badass, self-confident, like, just brilliant, you know, mastermind. And, and Huey's just, like, I'm here I don't want to do that, but I'll do that, I guess, because you told me to. <laughs> I mean, another way to look at it also is, like, Butcher is completely based on emotion. Like, he's the emotional character, and he doesn't throw, like, logic or consideration for other people into his decision-making. Because his, his, he wants the end goal. That's what he's looking at. Yeah. Um. And Huey's a little more logical about the way he approaches things. Yeah. Where where Butcher... Because Butcher... I don't want you to also think that Butcher doesn't plan things. Because he does. But, like, where Butcher knows what he's going to do... Like, he he knows what he's going to order at a Chinese restaurant, right? Mm -hmm. He just knows. Huey's going to have to look at a menu. Huey's going to look at a menu and then still order shrimp fried rice. Yeah. And a spring roll. When you fucking know what you know what you're going to... You know what you want. Like that's that me though. That, that's me. I I have I to look at a menu every time, and I I will order I'm, the same thing. I'm every definitely time. more butcher than I am Huey, honestly. And you're more Huey than you are butcher. That's true. <laughs> uh, then after that, we meet our final character, Mother's Milk. Yes. Our MM, they call him. He's just like this, like six, like six foot two, rippling, muscular, like African American guy. Um. And I've I noticed it's like he is like the strongest and like the most intimidating, but he is like the nicest. Yes, 
Yeah, he works with like um it's like endangered youth, I believe yeah. is what they call it. Um children who are or young people who are um at risk for being at risk teens, that's what yeah. they call them. I yeah, like, you know, potential gang members or whatever he says. Like yeah. um and he's also different in the show. Um, I believe he has like a wife and his daughter is a little girl in the show. Yeah. Um, but whereas uh, his daughter um, is a teenager um, in the comics and uh, her mom is gone. Like she's a deadbeat mom. Like she's yeah. off somewhere. Uh, Butcher calls her a worthless slag at one point. Yeah. Uh, which we get more on on like that stuff later on um it's also not cool oh i'm sure yeah uh garthinus doesn't pull punches <laughs> no I, I i clearly see that um i don't want to dissuade anyone from reading this because it's really good it's well written the point is very clear oh we uh yeah so then we meet mother milk mother's milk and they have a conversation about him joining um and then uh, his daughter is like disrespectful to him and is outside talking to like some like just some teen dudes and yeah like they have guns and stuff yeah which butcher punches a gun and it <laughs> and it just like crumples it he punches a gun and he says I like he says Glock's a wanker's gun son <laughs> yeah he like punches a gun call says a Glock's a wanker's gun and then she starts freaking out and then that's when he like he has this like huge conversation with her and he's kind of an asshole yeah but he has a point yeah uh, and then she goes back in and like mother's milk's like oh yeah i'm in or whatever yeah <laughs> um and then it cuts back to uh butcher and huey and butcher says all right, well, why don't you come to America for a week and just, like, you know, test it out? Huey agrees, so Butcher gives him a, a envelope with, like, $3,000 in it. Yes. He's like, he's like, oh, yeah, like, come, you know, let me know when you're in America. Get yourself a hotel room. Here's $3,000. Yeah. He's like, also, you've been legally a U.S. citizen for a week. And <laughs> that, then hands him his passport. That's and- after he comes through, though. Oh, that's once it? he's that's once he's in America. He gives him his U.S. passport, so he made him a U.S. citizen. Um, it's implied that he's working directly with the FBI. Mm-hmm. Like the FBI is like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, he's like freelancing with the FBI, kind of. Yeah. Uh, no, definitely. Like, not even kind of. Like, just straight up, they're like paying them to do this stuff. Um, not giving Unofficial. them any, not giving them any orders, but just giving them like a, a goal. Uh, Which and, it's a good point to mention that uh, this isn't how Huey and Butcher meet at all um, in the show. I don't remember. They the meet at the uh, at the TV store where Huey works. Yeah. Um. And uh, that's when. What is his name? Translucent. Yes, Translucent comes in and is just like an asshole for no reason, right? 
No, or he think, he did something to make translucent mad. He meets him similar, like he like yeah meets him on a park bench and convinces him to help him, and then he has Huey bug it, and that's when translucent mm, okay. finds Huey and like threatens to kill him because he like saw him do it or whatever. Yeah. Um, and this book's based in like 2004, I want to say. Yeah. It's based in the aughts, so it's a little bit different. It's very different. Very different times. I, you know, until I read this book, I didn't realize how different it was. Which is crazy to think, because it was less than 20 years ago, but it, it... And, you know, now that I think about it, when I was in middle school and stuff like that, I mean, people would call me the F-slur constantly. Like, that was just, like, a thing. Yeah. And people were, like, they, you know, you'd hear, like, racial slurs and no one would say anything. Um... So, like, I think the aughts was just a bad time. <laughs> yeah. Especially post 9-11. Like, it was just a bad time. I feel like what ends up happening um, socially uh, on on a grand scale is that we make a progressive movement and then there's a conservative backlash. Um, so, like, the pendulum swings, but it's slowly moving forward at the same time. So, like, in the 90s, that's, like, when gay marriage and stuff was starting to become a little more legal. Um, maybe not in the United States, but in Canada, definitely. Yeah. Um, and I think a few states were starting to talk about that. And uh, so then I think the aughts were kind of a a, a, a pendulum swing back to the left. I, I genuinely believe... Or back to right. the right. I genuinely believe that 9-11, like... Set us back a little it, bit. It did. It, it, because of, like, the circumstance... And how it was like a terrorist group of like, that was like, you know, considered of a certain racial minority. Mm-hmm. I think it really just like fucked people up. And then, um, I mean, I, we were too young for it to really like. Yeah. Well, and then the teens, there was us. another um, swing to the left with, you know, uh, gay marriage being legalized almost everywhere. And, um, a lot more progressive movements. Um, a lot of uh, racist issues were brought to light. And then um, recently, it's, you know, obviously in the 2020s and uh, not as far right, but the pendulum is starting to swing back right where people feel comfortable uh, being bigoted, I guess, again. Yeah. And we won't get political about it, but yeah, that's just socially kind of what happens. Uh, so then, after all that, uh, then it's like the end of a chapter. Uh, like the next issue starts, and it comes to we're meeting uh, some of the soups for the first time. We're meeting Homelander and Starlight. Yes. And this is the scene where it gets very uncool really quick. Yeah. Um, Starlight's talking about like how much of a hero Homelander is to her and how happy she is to be part of the seven and how like, and she was a part of like this, like God, they were called like the young, it was the young Americans or the, yeah, it was the young Americans. But yeah. And there was like a Christian a, group. It's a Christian superhero group. Uh, so, uh, she has like, like light powers or whatever and she can fly. Um, and then, like, he's just, like, letting her talk, and then he, like, she turns around, and his pants are down, and he tells her to suck it. Yep. And she's like, oh, my God. She's like, why would you ever do this? 
you know, you're Homelander, you're so righteous and, you know, godly and uh, godly as in a person of God and, you know, you're a Christian and a role model and how could you, how could you even suggest that? And she says, what's the matter with you? And he says, nothing beyond the fact that I want a blowjob and incredibly seem, and incredibly seem to be encountering communication difficulties, which... It's fucked up. Yes. But he he's showing no like remorse for his actions. Oh um, no, he can get away with it. He's the, he's the, he's the top dog. Yeah. Um and then like that's that's when A Train and Black Noir come in. And she's like, Oh god, thank guys thank God you guys are here. Like you know, I think a, a villain is possessing uh Homelander. I need you guys to help me because you know what's going on, and they're, and then they both immediately also drop their pants, and they're like, "It's yeah, they do the same thing." Um, and then that scene thankfully cuts before anything is even described. Yeah. Um, and, and they're like, "Oh, don't you want to be a part of the seven? This is what you have to do." Yeah, uh, which I think perfectly describes how awful, like, um. Because it's just a, the superheroes are just three white dudes. Yeah, like three white dudes in power abusing their position over a a young woman. And then it cuts away from that, and then and, we go back to the boys, I believe. Yeah, Butcher and, and Huey are driving, uh, and he gives. That's when he gives them his passport. Um, and it, and it, it shows a shot of what's that big bridge in New York? Uh, I don't know. It's the Manhattan Bridge, I believe. The Manhattan Bridge? I believe so. Yeah, it's destroyed. Hmm. That's the Manhattan Bridge. I I saw the Manhattan Bridge. I just I just didn't notice that it was destroyed for whatever reason. It just it skipped over in my how, brain. How? I don't know. It's like a full-length panel. I don't know, man. It's like really destroyed. Like, it's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't even react to it. So that means it's been a thing that's yeah. happened. Um, and then that's when Huey meets all the other boys and they start kind of discussing what they, what they're going to do. And, uh, Frenchie speaks almost entirely in French, which I know in the show, he speaks mostly in English. Uh, probably it's mostly for the show's sake, I believe. So nobody has to translate or anything, but in the comics, he's speaking almost entirely French. Yeah. It's like a French, a Frenchlish, like it's like mixed with English at some point. Yeah, there's a couple. Oh, and then he starts discussing about how France and Scotland are allies. Are allies. <laughs> he is very endearing, just like the show. Yeah. Um, the show humanizes him a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually makes him more cool. Because uh, in the book, he's just kind of like a strong guy. That's like his, he just beats people up. That's like his thing. But in the show, he can, like, craft stuff and, like, all that bullshit. And he's a big old softy. He is a big old softy. Um, and that's when Huey, like, offers his hand to the female, and she, like, gives him a death glare. And they're like, oh, yeah, don't touch her. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, oh, okay, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and then they're, like, they start discussing about pizza. And, like, that's, like, it always stuck out to me when... when when M.M. is just like, we haven't got to talk yet, Huey, but we will. Yeah. 
And I, I always thought that was so nice. <laughs> and then oh. I think Huey asked for mushrooms. I thought that was really funny. He was just like, everyone's like going about their business. He's like, yeah, can we get mushrooms, please? <laughs> it, it shows like how they're friends because they're trying to get stuff done. But someone like brought up pizza and it just derails everything. Um. Yeah, I know. I know people are like on the phone and like trying to look at like they're trying to start their mission and, and <laughs> someone's like, yeah, let's get pizza. And you had a call back then. You couldn't place an order online. <laughs> um, then it cuts back to Starlight and she's like she's in the bathroom throwing up. Yeah. Um, and and then, then she runs into Queen Maeve. Queen Maeve. Uh, which is the uh, other female member of the Seven. And she, Queen Maeve is doing her makeup. And Starlight walks up to her and she's like, oh my gosh, she's like, you know, you're a, 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 a feminist icon. Like, I look up to you. Like, you're my inspiration. I love you. And Queen Maeve's like, oh, awesome. Now fuck off. Like, get away from me. She says, oh, darling, how wonderful, how lovely, how super, how gratifying, how marvelous, how utterly peachy keen. Fuck off. <laughs> And then she she goes back. Starlight goes back into the stall. Yeah, <laughs> I'm only laughing because like that's so sad. Like, I can't. oh yeah, they really give her the runaround. Like all of her, all of her heroes growing up, you know, are not heroes. Are not heroes. They just have they've crushed her dreams before her very eyes, and it's just like for no reason. Like it, she did. It's not even it, on the on like the first day. It's not even halfway through the first day. Yep. Um, when the fact that no one warned her or just like, like an, an intern or something that was like, oh, like yeah, try not to talk to the heroes too much because they're mean. <laughs> and then um, it cuts back to the boys and they're talking about their mission, which their first their first mission is to deal with the teenage kicks. Yep. Which is like a group of like uh, late teen, like they're all adults. I'm pretty sure, but like yeah, um, they uh, they're like the B tier superheroes. So they're like, so they're trying to send like a warning message, kind of to the seven that hey, we're coming for. For superheroes, but they don't want to attack the Seven directly yet. This uh, this fucking panel makes me laugh every time I read it. Butcher goes, teenage kicks, on the other hand, like to think of themselves as a bit more Gen X. Edgy, wrong side of the tracks, blah, blah, blah. This is the current lineup here. <laughs> a little bit more Gen X. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. Like, look at the Gen X now. They're not edgy at all. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. I I always laughed at that when I read it for the first time. I had to like reread it. Like, what? What are you talking about? Like, and I was like, oh, this is, this was like twenty years ago when this was written. Yeah, when when Gen X was known for like Metallica and and being cool <laughs> and metal and smoking with their long hair. <laughs> um. Yeah. So so Butcher just gives him a rundown of the team. And like what they're gonna do, um, and then it it, it kind of ends at that. It's just like a lot of um, explanation of like what the superheroes are, like what they do, 
and uh, for almost just for Huey's sake, because he has no idea what's going on. Right. And uh, we go to the next chapter, and it cuts to um, the teenage kicks just and just like a hedonistic sin party. I have no other way to describe it. Yeah. No, it's like it's like a brothel, but but they treat it seems like the women really have no control over what goes on in the brothel oh, because no. yeah and and i know modern day brothels are really you know they're they're a lot safer and and the women are in control and this is also a different world where there's people that can shoot lightning from their hands yes um it's very much these women are being used and abused um which when I know when people talk about sex work, that's kind of what they imagine is happening. Yeah. But I know that that's not what sex work is really like. No, this is just supposed to show that the, that, that they're superheroes are bad. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, it like shows them doing different things. Like one of the superheroes is like they're all doing like kink stuff. Yep. Um, and this time it was bad to do kink stuff. <laughs> Yeah, but also their kinks are, are very, very harmful. Yes. It seems like towards their partners. Yeah. Um, like one of them's getting whipped like really badly. And like it c- comes up later, but like Popclaw, which is the only female of the group, is like watching women have sex. And that's like a big deal. Yeah. That's, and it was, yeah, it seemed uh, at this. Uh, in the scene, it's also kind of demonizing homosexuality at the same time. Yeah, um, that was. I, the I don't aughts, believe though. that. I don't believe that Garth Ennis actually believed that. I think it was a uh, a satire of the time. Yeah, it was satirical. Like he was poking fun at people who think that. Yeah, because it was like in preacher, it's the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, like gay stuff will happen and the evil characters will be like, oh, I'm like, get mad about the gay. Like they make yeah. the villains. <laughs> Cause yeah. butcher doesn't butcher no. does not have a, a care about sexuality, but they're also very aware that society views it as negative. Yeah. I mean, cause if you even think back, there wasn't like really any openly gay celebrities at this time. I mean, Ellen and, um, it was becoming more commonplace but for... There, in 2004, I'm saying like in 2004, there wasn't a ton. Like it, it, was, it was starting to become a little more commonplace. Yeah, but it was like still like scandalous. Yeah. That's all I'm trying to say. Um, and Huey is shocked <laughs> that this yeah, stuff's he, happening. They're watching through binoculars and like getting pictures and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and then they use those pictures to eventually blackmail them. To blackmail them. Um, well, because they also get more stuff. They, this is they get more information. Yeah, um, and then but it cuts back to Starlight at the seven, and they're having a meeting, and uh, Starlight, they're like they're like is like excited, like not even excited, but like expecting to be talking about superhero stuff, and they start talking about like money. Yeah, their contracts and <laughs> yeah, like oh you're you make point seven percent and I make point one per when you know whatever. Yeah, and they're like homeowners like well, we're the big three. May Queen Maeve, Homelander, and Black Noir, mm-hmm. which Black Noir hasn't said a word, by the way. Yeah, it's just like a black suit, like silhouette, a, almost like a morph suit. Um, 
Like you see his butt. Yeah. <laughs> but like 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 doesn't say anything, hasn't said any words. Um and then A Train starts being gross, yeah. making like slurping noises. Yeah, he starts making like blowjob jokes. Well, like a blowjob like motion and stuff. Yeah. Um and I think this is a good point to just like talk about who the seven are. Um the seven is the deep, which in the comics he's wearing <laughs> like a a deep sea outfit like a scuba suit like one of the first uh, scuba suits yeah um which every time i see one of those i think about scooby-doo um yes yeah because there's that ghost that wears the scuba suit with the big old round helmet Uh uh-huh and then there is i can't remember his name but it's like the guy that translucent replaced in the show lamplighter no that's that's who starlight is replacing it's the orange guy his name's like Jupiter Man or something. Yes. He's basically like uh, the Green Martian from X from Justice League. Uh, it has his name tag on on one of the panels. I remember reading it. Jack from Jupiter. Jack I was from right. Jupiter. Jack from Jupiter. Um, and he's like orange and just has a cape. Uh, and then uh, Queen Maeve, she's basically Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. A Homelander is Superman, basically. Yeah. Um, Black <clears throat> Black Noir is like we don't really know what he does. That we've actually have no idea what he does. Yeah. They don't say. So I'm not going to say. Like, I know, but I'm not going to say because spoiler. Yeah. Um, and then A Train is a speedster. Yep. Um, and Starlight is. She has like light powers, basically. Yeah. She can fly. Um, I'm pretty sure in the book, Queen Maeve can fly too, I think. I'm not sure. It has I haven't gotten that far. I think they all can fly except A Train, <laughs> if I remember correctly. Uh, but this is the Big Seven. This is like the world's heroes. Like this is the Justice League. Like everyone loves them. Um, they make the most money. They bring in the most ratings. Uh, they're Vought's baby, which Vought America is like, basically like funds all these superhero teams. And it's what Butcher's trying to overthrow. Bring yeah, yeah, bring down. Um, so then it comes back to Butcher and Huey's like talking about like how these he feels bad for these women. And Butcher's like, you should. It's not good for them to take a superhero, like have sex with a superhero. It's not good for them. Like it hurts them. He's like, yeah, the turnover rate is really high. Um, He's like, basically, these women can do it once and then they have to quit. Yeah, and it like shows them like snorting this blue powder. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we have an interesting scene with Homelander and A Train. Um, yeah. Uh, so after the meeting, uh, and Starlight is she's watching this from a distance. She's like down the hall, around the corner, kind of. And A Train, or uh homelander basically throws a train to the ground and he's like are you fucking kidding me you're making you're making blowjob jokes and he's like the the head lawyer or whatever was there the head of vaught was there yeah the head of vaught was there you can't be doing that stuff fuck with the money yeah and he's like if i ever see you do that again i'll he's like i'll he's like i'll fucking kill you myself (laughs) and like a train raises his hand to like cower and homelander's like you you raising your hand to me 
and like his eyes get like super red like he's gonna like laser laser him. him and i like that scene from the show he's like i will fucking laser you i will laser beam you <laughs> uh and then he says he's like stay down and don't get up until i'm long gone yeah it's <laughs> so like so a train is just like on the ground and homelander's walking away down the hall and so like if he has the powers of superman he definitely knew starlight was there yeah just let her let her watch yeah i know in the show he has like a uh, telepathic powers well, or he, whatever uh, extra vision and he can hear really he good. can hear everyone yeah which is one of superman's things is he yeah, can superman hear has everyone. everything yeah everything except rock scary (laughs) (laughs) um then it shows more of what teenage kicks is doing like two of the members are like fooling around with like a rich like a rich celebrity um and they get pictures of it and then like it shows a bunch of the members are like um like having gay sex and stuff yeah, and they're like, they're not official couples, but they're like cheating on each other, kind of. There's like a there's <laughs> yeah. like a menage a trois, like a love triangle thing going on with three of the dudes. Um, one of them steals steals pills from a children's hospital. <laughs> yeah, pain medications. Um, and then it shows like Popclaw like uh, self harming. Yeah, and they take all this evidence, including the brothel stuff. And send it to them. Yeah, they take pictures and, of it all and, and mail sa- it to them. And says, hey, you have to pick. You have to pick one person to throw under the bus or we decide. Yeah. Um, or or I think it was we take them all down or something it, like that. Something dramatic that Butcher decided. Um, and so then they're all arguing, oh, <laughs> this person doesn't have it as bad, you know. Who who can who can publicly go down and it won't affect the rest of us? Like, oh, Popclaw was just cutting herself, and then they're just like, well, she was also watching women have sex, so yeah. like, um, and then like, they're going on like, oh, this is you were you were you were cheating on me with Dognot, which is fucking one of their names is Dognot. They all have whack ass names. Yeah, Blarney Cock. Blarney Cock. He's like has like lightning powers, a uh, gunpowder. He can like. I'm assuming it's something with guns. Uh, then there's a uh, <laughs> just dumb shit. <laughs> like they're all stupid ass names. Uh, actually, I'm gonna I can go to the. It was Popclaw, Blarney Cock, um, Gunpowder, Big Game, Shout Out, uh, Jet Streak, Whack Job, Dognut, and Bar- Blarney Cock. <laughs> Um, which are all like horrible except for like Popclaw they're all like really bad superhero names and Popclaw is the only one that was in the show yeah yeah um, and uh, A-Train was like a part of Teenage Kicks before yes before he joined the seven Um, and uh, it cuts back to Butcher and Huey and they're talking about like what they're gonna do and Butcher injects him with Compound V yeah, he just like he's just like, oh, like lean over here for a second, and then he like just injects him <laughs> in the neck with a syringe, and Huey starts losing his shit. He's like, you fucking, you can't do that stuff. Like you can't just. 
He's like, what's going to happen to me? And he's like, oh, it's just it's just a DNA altering thing. Like, it's going to give you abilities till you you're, you can fight these superheroes. Because if I don't, they're going to punch your head off. Yeah. And he's like, what side effects? And he's like, it turns your shit blue. <laughs> he's like, yeah, your shit will be blue for a couple days. He's like, but other than that, you know, the only thing it's going to do is alter your DNA completely. <laughs> he's like, I've been on it for years. <laughs> He's like, yeah, everyone here takes it. He's like, you know, you need it. Oh. And he was like, you need to tell me these things before you do that. He's like, I am not working with you anymore. And he leaves. Yeah. Um, and then Huey finds himself on a, a park bench again. Again. And he sits next to this blonde woman who looks a lot like Starlight. Yeah. And they start having a conversation. And they're both like, you know, we have jobs to do, but we don't know if we could do them. It's really hard. And, you know, how do we balance what's right and what we need to do? And, and like, but I've already, like, done bad stuff, so I might as well stick around to, to see what happens. Um, like, am I committing to this or am I gonna am I going to quit? Because it's not what we thought. It's not what we expected. Um, and she's talking about her like sexual assault, and Huey's talking about his like what but butcher butcher betrayed him basically. Yeah, honestly. Um, and they they cheer each other up. It happens in the show almost verbatim. Yeah, like it. I'm glad they took this scene from the comics and put it to the show because I think it's very good. I think it it humanizes the superheroes a little bit because <laughs> bef- besides this we haven't seen anything good <laughs> yeah uh, but I think Starlight's supposed to be the like a good superhero yeah she genuinely believes in what she's doing yeah um, and then they walk away and you see her flying away <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, oh we haven't mentioned up to this point uh, Butcher also has a big ass bulldog named yeah. terror an english bulldog yeah <laughs> and he could make it fuck stuff yep there you go that that's <laughs> i just thought i'd mention the bulldog he treats the dog like a kid <laughs> honestly yeah it follows him everywhere he's just like terror come on his name's terror <laughs> and the reason i even mentioned it because i just i totally forgot that that's a thing yeah, he, he, Huey keeps asking if the dog's gonna fuck him. And he's like, not unless I tell him to. <laughs> um, and then uh, Huey comes back to the boys after a few days and is like, I'm gonna see this through. And he's like, but don't do that to me again. Like, just tell me first. Just talk to me, Butcher. And he like, has a heart-to-heart with him. Yeah. And Butcher's like, well, the only reason I did it without telling you is because I thought, you know, you would say no and then you'd get hurt. Or you take forever to... Decide and then you'd get caught in the crossfire. Um, and almost immediately after that, um, I think is when the teenage kicks are like, they find them. Correct? No, the teenage kicks, they, they have shout out. Yes. Which it's just like African American superhero come out and tell everyone that he's gay. <laughs> yep. And he's just like, I've been struggling with my blanket gayness. <laughs> and it's just funny because like gayness. Yeah. Like Garth, come on. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, he stutters around it a little bit. Yeah, like he doesn't want to do it. And they're all like, we support him, but he's going to take time off from the team. (laughs) We support him, but we're shunning him at the same time. And then it shows Homelander, like the Sevens are watching it. Seven is watching like the news broadcast and Homelander's like, I see. That's Butcher, basically. Like, you can't tell. You can't tell that that's him. This is his doing. Yeah. He no no uh, superhero would have openly admitted that you know. That's bad for the money. Um. And then like Starlight's like, shouldn't we like come out and like say something like positive and say where he's in our prayers? And Homelander walks up and just draws on her outfit and makes it like more revealing. More revealing. He's, he's like, oh yeah, we're taking you to costumes. It should look something like this. And he like cuts off like half of her costume. Yeah. Exposing like all of her chest, basically. And her hips. It makes it a, a exposing like leotard bodysuit type thing. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, bye-bye. And then that's when the teenage kicks catch up. Cause, because it's implied that someone like lets them know it was... The boys. the boys and it just it you're supposed to just figure out that it was homelander, homelander. yeah it's always homelander pretty much uh and the teenage kicks are like we're gonna kick your ass and butcher just one shots their leader yeah <laughs> just headbutts Headbutts him, him. <laughs> mid-sentence <laughs> breaks his nose busts teeth um and then they all just start kicking ass um, except huey yeah huey's like trying to run away um, and Butcher's like, just take Blarney Cock. Yeah. <laughs> and Blarney Cock, like, gets a hold of Huey and starts talking about how he's gonna, like, like, poke, like, pull his eyes out of his head. And, yeah, like, he's, like, digging his fingers into his eyes and, like, he's, like, about ready to just, like, melon him. And, uh, Huey punches through his chest. Yep. He, like, gets so scared that he just, like, throws a punch and it goes straight through his chest and yeah and butcher's like we're not supposed to kill him <laughs> uh, which i think is so f- i thought that was so funny he's like what the fuck we weren't supposed to kill them we we're just supposed to beat the shit out of them <laughs> leaving them unconscious um and then uh shout out which is the electric guy he like zaps butcher he gets a shot on him yeah and burns and his face butcher turns around and is like you fucking shock me you think you could fucking touch me with your fucking freak hands? And like rips his fingers off of both hands. It is gross. Yeah. And I don't feel bad because he's a they're all vile human beings, but it's still gross. Yep. Um And Huey's like torn up from it. Yeah. They have to like pull him away. He's like <laughs> Not before Huey shambles. saves the hamster. Oh, yeah, there was, like, a ham... It was taped to him? It was up his ass. Yeah, but the there was... was up his ass. Tape all around it, and Popclaw cut the tape off. Well, well, f- the female used Popclaw's claw er, to cut yeah. it off. <laughs> yeah, it's implied that the hamster was up his ass. Yeah. It was, like, taped into his butt. Yeah. Um, and he <laughs> rescues the hamster, and then they talk to the cops... Um, and everyone else is like, gross, Huey, you're really going to touch that? <laughs> uh, and then it cuts back to Homelander, and he's like, they're like talking about Blarney Cock being killed. 
and uh, Homelander, he like finishes the conversation saying, just ask the lamp lighter what happened, like why we shouldn't mess with Butcher. Yeah. Uh, which we don't know what happened with Lamplighter yet. So, and then they do a live, um, like a funeral, uh, for Blarney Cock, and they they don't mention at all that the boys are involved. They call no. them time terrorists, time, time alien alien time terrorists. <laughs> Which uh, Butcher points out that all of that superhero bullshit's fake. Yeah, like it's they're all made with Compound V. Mm-hmm. Like they're all injected with like pure compound V and it gives them random powers. Which in the show that doesn't happen until much, much, much later that they yeah. figure out that compound V is what makes superheroes superheroes. Mm-hmm. Um Oh uh, yeah, Butcher Butcher's just talking to them about how like that and he like he's explaining what's happening. Um and how like Dakota Bob, I believe, is like he's on the ticket for the next president. Yeah. And he is like Vought he's a vault man. Like he was this one of like the high ranking CEOs or whatever. Um, and like, we don't want him to be elected. Yeah. He's like, we need people who hate superheroes. Um, and then there's a funny scene where the big game that got his face crushed is talking and it all like this tease and stuff are like, he's Lists. like this. <laughs> so he's like, I really sorry for my friend thing. Then <laughs> just, <laughs> um, yeah, then we see some other superhero teams like the Young Americans, uh, which Drummer Boy <laughs> is their leader, which that's the the Christian group. Um, and then... Uh, which uh, Starlight had a crush on him, I believe. Yeah, they were like dating or whatever. She said or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then it goes back to Huey and, and Butcher. Butcher. And he's like, I need to leave. I just killed someone and got away with it. I don't want to be a part of something that's like that. Um, Butcher's like, basically talks him down from a ledge again. Butcher's whole thing is he can just convince anyone to do anything because he's so manipulative. Mm-hmm. It's like almost spectacular how manipulative he is. Yeah. Um, And he ends the conversation with saying that he always wanted a little brother. Yeah. Well, after he mentioned um, that his wife. Yeah, Sorry. Um, had been assaulted by he believes it's homelander um and he uh woke up in the middle of the night one night and she had basically been disemboweled by a superhero a superhero baby um from being impregnated uh after she was uh assaulted which he said he read her diary after she had passed yeah and he had to beat it to death with the lamp. Yeah, he killed the baby because. Well, yeah, it like tried to kill him. Like it yeah. was like shooting him. It, and it shit. was like laser eyeing him. Um, it was shooting laser beams at him with his eyes, and, and then he shows like scars on his arm from like teeny little laser beam holes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then the comic ends with seeing some beautiful Va America product, like Va America marketing. Yeah. Where the Homelanders talking, being all like uppity, like "Oh, we're here, we're here for you," yada yada. Uh, here's our new member, Starlight, and shows her new outfit, and she's like so uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, and then she's like, "He's like, remember, the Seven's here for you," and they all fly away. Yeah, he's like, he's like, whenever you need us, just call us. Um. 
And that's where it ends. Yeah. It ends with Butcher saying, fuck him. I also want to talk about this. During the, like, America thing, uh, the boys are watching it. And Butcher says, when uh, Homelander, like, says it's our job to make, like, the world safe. And Butcher says, you know, there they go, off to make the world safe for white people again. Yeah, that was funny. (laughs) And Mother's Milk's like, heard that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he also says the reason they pick Shout Out to be, like, their Paxi in the Teenage Kicks, the person they're throwing under the bus. Is Paxi the right word? Patsy? Patsy. Patsy. Paxi, what's that? Patsy uh, is because uh, they... Like you give reasons why they couldn't pick any all of them else, and the reason he they picked shout out was because Dognut must have sucked the best dick, <laughs> and will and uh, uh, Huey's like, is it? Did they also pick him because he's black? Like like all all sad about it, and Mother's yeah. Milk like I'm sure it didn't help, <laughs> and I was like, ooh, that's that's too real. <laughs> like yeah, uh, again, I don't feel bad because they're. They were doing terrible stuff, but it's still racist. <laughs> yeah. Um, be off to make the world safe for white people again. And the show touches on that a lot. Yeah. Um, like, there's like that scene in the season one, right? Where Homelander is like, basically, he's like doing like the Jesus pose. Yeah. Over everyone. Like the, the crucifixion pose where he's with the arms out. Yeah. Uh and we'll we'll get more Homelander in other books, but that was just the that was just volume one. That uh, was the introductory. I think that was like issues one through one six through, or se- something like that. It was five or something one like through, that. Yeah, five or six. Um. Yeah, I, I liked it. Yeah, this is the first one that you have read and I have not. Yes. Previously. Yes, I've read all all twelve of these volumes, so it's it's cool revisiting it because I get to see all like the little things that Garth put into like the first issues and stuff that like like came to. Yeah, and this is interesting because uh, uh, I've I've only seen the show, so seeing the differences between what made it into the show and what didn't, what got see like censored and what what. What didn't did, actually what got cut and like you see what i mean how like they skipped a bunch of stuff they could have done on the show yeah like they skipped the whole teenage kick stuff which i thought they, they could have easily done that in the show and just changed it from like they teeny tiny itty bitty touched on it um because they did do the the brothel but it was very very brief and then they talked about popclaw a little bit well, yeah well popclaw is in it and then they and talk. Then they say teenage it. kicks, but they don't like fight them. Yeah, I wish they would have done that in the show because it would have. Because like they like they ramped up too fast. Mm-hmm. They like went right for the seven. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I like the teenage kick stuff. And uh, so yeah, they took they took down the teenage kicks technically. Yeah. Uh, they put they they spanked them as Butcher would call it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I give this, I give this a 10 out of 10, honestly. This is like one of my favorite comic series. Uh, yeah, I'll give it like a 9 out of 10. Um, it was a little, 
much at times. Yes, it was very, very. Garth- it was very real, though. It was. It didn't feel like forced, gory. It didn't feel forced, like he was trying to be edgy. Um, I just think he was just using real matters, like real public. He was using real thing, real issues of the time, throwing on a superhero theme to it. Yeah, like homopho- like homophobia and racism. And sexism. It, yeah. And they did mention Bill Clinton at one point because that was still pretty fresh. <laughs> they did mention Bill Clinton. I forgot about that. Uh, because she's like, oh, uh, this is when uh, Starlight is being assaulted by Homelander. She said, you expect me to have sex with you? He's like, well, you could argue with Bill Clinton on the definition of that. But basically, yes. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, yeah. She's like, yeah. Um. Yeah, they do reference Bill Clinton. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, so it's a little much. Um, Which I know at the time George W. Bush would have been in office, but... I believe so. It, that was still, you know, less than 10 years fresh. Yeah, and they don't even talk about George W. Bush in this at all. The president is a different person. Yeah. Um, but I think that's it. That's the whole, that's the whole kit and caboodle right there. Um, so you gave it nine out. Of, so it's about a nine point five out of ten as a combined score. Nine point five ten soups. Yeah. Soups. Soups. Uh, it's fucking good soup. Good soups, and bad soups. Oh, um. Okay. So our the next book we're gonna read is we're gonna read book two in Junie B. Jones. Yes, I'm excited for that one. That yeah, one is called be Monkey a, Business. It's gonna be weird going from this to that. That's honestly, though, kind of what I wanted to do. I kind of wanted to jump genres like this. Yeah. Because we did, like, a kid book. We did, like, a historical kid book. Uh, we did teenage horror if we're in the 80s. And then we did this. Yeah, it's kind of, it's it's jumped an age group. You know, we started off with kindergarten oh, through We did do that, grade. not even on purpose. I know. And then it was, like, a middle school and then, like, a high school book and then... I wouldn't even say a middle school book. It was more like a late elementary school book. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll do that. And uh, I, we also own the first, like, six of the Animorphs. So if you guys want to want to hear us do, like, an Animorph book, uh, let us know. I, I think I've read one Animorph book, and it was in an elementary school, and I do not remember a single thing. They're, from what I've heard, they're fucking dark. <laughs> Yeah, I remember reading like it was like book like twenty or something. Oh, in the series they're serialized. I know, but I was an idiot child. You was. I was an idiot child. You was. I was. Um. Okay. Well, that's it. If uh, you want to stay in touch with us, you can follow us on Twitter at Rifk Pod R F K R I F K Pod. Um. You can if you want to hear more of me, me and Anna. We have another podcast called Grim Encounters, uh, where we play a horror tabletop RPG with a couple buddies, and I do silly voices, and I try and scare them. Yep. Does it work? Sometimes. It gets pretty tense. So I'm going to read you a joke from 101 Rock and Roll Jokes and Riddles by Katie Hall and Lisa Eisenberg, Eisenberg, illustrated by Don Orheck. Uh, this is this is in this section. Knock, knock yourself out. Ooh, 
So it's, I'm going to have to have a little uh, participation from you. Okay, awesome. Our four-year-old has recently got into knock-knock jokes, so. Knock-knock. Who's there? Share. Share who? Share your sandwich with me, or else. Ah. Uh, you get it? Like the singer share? Yeah, I get it, like share. Like, and then it's like sharing your your sandwich? Yes, I, I get Is it. Is it funny? No, you would have to. Is it know, funny? Is would, it funny? You would have to know who Cher was. Do you not know who Cher is? I do know who Cher is. Anyway, I want you all to have a lovely day, a lovely morning. I want you to make sure you eat some breakfast, and I want you to fucking go drink some water. <laughs> <laughs>